Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of She Builds Intimacy with Her Husband podcast. I am your host, Leona Carter. Join us each episode as we encourage, empower, and inspire women to build intimacy with their husband through the power of dating again. Be sure to check out this month's masterclass, the 28 Dates Masterclass. We'll be talking about conversations between the sheets. You can still register by going to leonacarter.club. Again, that's leonacarter.club. Now, let's get ready for another episode of She Builds Intimacy with Her Husband. Hello, and today I'm going to be sharing with you on this bonus episode, 10 ways to protect your marriage from the post-pandemic blues. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of marriages did not do well in the pandemic. And now after the pandemic, well, kind of, right? Because we're still, um, there are still some restrictions in some parts of the world, particularly in mine that the pandemic hasn't fully lifted, right? And so some relationships did not survive because the dynamics changed so drastically. So let's talk about 10 ways that we can really position our marriage not to take a hit from the post-pandemic blues. And, you know, some of these things is great if you have them in place, um, but if not, Let's start now, right? Let's start now so that should there be another situation that puts a great stress on life, on your marriage, you will have these tools in place. So number one, create a flow for the transition in your home. And so create what that looks like. You're going from breakfast to lunch to activities to dinner to bedtime, right? There should be a consistency in how that transition happens in your home. You know, for you, for your husband, um, it, it, you know, if he's seeing you initiate the transition or you're seeing him initiate the transition, it shouldn't be a surprise. Like, wait, why, why are you doing that? Why are you putting all the food back in the refrigerator after dinner? Well, we leave it out and throw it all away. Like, why are you, right? (laughs) Whatever that is, create a flow for the transition in your home. That way it's one less thing you need to think about. Number two, understand you and your spouse think differently about the same situation. So just be clear about which way you're going to be thinking about in this particular situation, right? So you and your husband will look at the very same situation and have two different ways to achieve an outcome, two different ways to look at the situation, right? And that's fine. Just understand that you and your husband's perspective may be very different, right? Just understand when it comes to solving a problem or when it comes to sharing something with your child, make sure you understand which perspective is going to be used. At some times, um, maybe your perspective works better in the situation. At other times, maybe your husband's perspective works better in the situation. So just understand you have different ways of looking at the very same situation. Just understand whose way are we doing this time. 
Number three, when moments of frustration arise, choose to be reconciled rather than be right. Now we know it's not if a moment of frustration arise, it's when a moment of frustration arise because there will be moments, right? And so choose to be reconciled rather than be right. So when it gets tense, you know, when you're dialoguing back and forth, just, you know, take a pause, count to 10, like take a beat, take a break and think about, okay, um, am I trying to be right or is it um, better? Am, do I need to choose reconciliation? Because sometimes we're trying to drive home a right point all day long, right? Ask me how I know. <laughs> and so we're trying to drive the point that, yeah, I'm right. And you may very well be right, but at some times it doesn't even matter, right? And so just kind of look at the situation. If it gets tense or, is, you know, it's getting kind of frustrating, you know, the veins are popping in the side of your head, then take a minute. Take a minute and kind of think things through and figure out, am I trying to be right or is it just better to be reconciled? Meaning, you know what? I I understand your perspective. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and go at five instead of six, no problem, right? Think about the whole point. Does it really make a difference for you to be driving home your right point? Sometimes it does, right? When when, um, the situation is a little bit more urgent when, you know, making the wrong decision has a greater consequence. But there are some times like, you know what, we can have vanilla ice cream instead of chocolate. No big deal. I like them both. I prefer one than the other. But you know what, if you want to choose vanilla, go right ahead, right? The consequences are not that great. You don't have to be like, no, we always have chocolate. I want vanilla, you know, so (laughs) you get what I'm saying. So choose, you know, to be reconciled rather than be right. Because sometimes it's just easier just to say, you know what, Go ahead. We, you can, whatever you want to make, you know, you, you want to make that choice that works perfectly for me. So just, just another way to think about that. So number four, and remember, I'm going to be sharing with you of how you can um, take advantage of an exclusive coupon that you can use this month. So stay tuned for that. Number four, when making decisions together with your spouse, be sure you are expressing your perspective and asking for your spouse's perspective. You know, make sure it's not a one-way conversation. Well, you know, I think it should be this way. And, you know, this is the way I always do it. Um, That way doesn't work the best. This is the way, you know, make sure you're getting perspective from your spouse and you're sharing your perspective. Because in my own relationship, what happens is I'll ask my husband, which way do you want to do? Um, you know, which way do you think? What choice do you want to make? He'll he'll say, um, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, whatever you want is defined, right? That's what he said. And then when I make a decision, he says, well, why did you do it that way? Well, listen, when I ask you your opinion, your perspective, you didn't have any. And so I made a choice. So don't go back and try to undo the choice that I made when I gave you an option to make a decision or help me choose or choose your preference, things like that, right? And so, you know, so make sure you're expressing your perspective and then ask your spouse to express theirs. And if they're, you know, taking the passive role of, no, you know, just kind of anything you choose, you might want to say, and I've said this before, like, okay, 
I'm asking you now. I don't want to hear, you know, what you would like to do, what I should have done after I've already made the choice. So are you sure? Do you have a preference in how do I do this? Or do you have a preference in which one I choose? Are you sure? (laughs) Right? Because I don't want to hear it afterwards. Afterwards, I'm not asking for your perspective after I've already made a choice, made a decision. And so, you know, just something to think about, right? Number five, when performing a joint task together with your spouse, be sure to communicate who is leading and who is supporting. Boy, this is a a good one because, you know, oftentimes one of the joint tasks that we do often is sometimes my husband and I are both in the kitchen, right? Both of us know how to cook. And so sometimes we'll be like, oh, you want to do spaghetti together? Yeah. So we'll both go in the kitchen and we're both, you know, creating spaghetti, making spaghetti, making dinner, right? But so are we going to do spaghetti um, the way I do it? Or are we going to do spaghetti the way he does it? And so what I say in that situation is, um, I say, so do you got the spaghetti? And he'll say, yeah, I got it. And so that lets me know that we'll follow his lead. He's leading of making, you know, he's taking the lead on making the spaghetti and I'm just supporting. So I might cut up some onions. I might see what he needs me to help him do and I'm supporting. But then there are times that I'll say, okay, I'll do the spaghetti. Will you mind making the bread? And we're as clear of who's leading and who's supporting. Because if we both go in the kitchen to make spaghetti and we both think we're leading, then we're going to butt our heads, right? Because, you know, he leads a different way than I do. And doesn't mean one way is wrong or the other, but you just need to be clear of which way it's going to be, right? And so when performing those tasks, communicate who's leading and who's supporting. Number six, so find ways to be spontaneous throughout the day without derailing your whole schedule and making more work for your spouse, right? (laughs) I laugh because one of the... um, you know, one of the situations that we've encountered is that, you know, my husband might say, you know, let's, let's, let's all go to the beach. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. That, that sounds good. And then the beach requires, you know, for us, the beach that we go to, it's about an hour away. And so it requires shopping, getting some picnic type food for the kids. You know, it's an hour away. So we're most likely going to be eating our lunch or eating our dinner, whatever that next meal is out there. Um, You know, it requires bathing suits and towels and all the things, right? It's a whole task, right? And so, you know, the spontaneity is great. However it's a lot of work on the other end, you know, and because, you know, my husband and I, we understand the dynamics in our family. Well, we know it's going to be me to make sure we have everything. You know, my husband is thinking of the great idea, you know, being spontaneous. Hey, you know, it's 80 degrees outside. Let's go to the beach. Right. As opposed to planning that out. Right. And so, He's thinking of the creative idea. He's going to make sure gas is in the car and, you know, lift any bags and put them in the car and things like that. 
But as far as making sure we have towels and sandals and, you know, bathing suit, wet clothes, dry clothes, all the details of it. Well, that's me. Right. And so it sounds like a great idea. I would love to sit on the beach, but then I have all this preparation to do. And then when we come back, I have to do hair because of the sand that's in my daughter's hair. I have to wash their hair and kind of double check that sand's not going through the house once we come back from the beach. So do you get what I'm saying? The spontaneity is great, but at the end of the day, it's so much work for me, (laughs) you know? So make sure that when you are being spontaneous, you know, Find something, find ways to be spontaneous throughout the day without derailing your whole schedule and making more work for your spouse. And so for us in our family, if we're going to the beach, that's pretty planned out, right? We don't really take that spontaneous trip to the beach because of the work that is involved. Now, listen, remember, I have six kids, okay? And so you can't be spontaneous too much without it being a lot of work. And so, you know, the different, and so that spontaneity is just, it's just going to look different for everybody, plain and simple, right? People that just have one kid, the beach is five minutes down the road. Okay. We're talking a whole different story, right? But someone from like myself, six kids, the beach is an hour away, a lot of preparation, a lot of things, you know, and so just keep that in mind when you are being spontaneous, you know, with your spouse, you're thinking, oh, you know, this, this, I, I, you know, want to do something different and you, you have great intentions, but make sure you're thinking about the work that is going to take for the other person. So number seven, remember we're talking about the 10 ways to protect your marriage from the post pandemic blues. And it's really about implementing kind of day-to-day guidelines within your family life, within your home dynamics, so that you don't have to expect things from your spouse and then be disappointed by the unmet expectations of something that you expected from your spouse. But guess what? You've never communicated, right? How many times have we done that? We expect our spouse to show up in a certain way. They have no idea. We just hope they would figure it out. They should know me enough to know what I want, you know, right? We don't communicate the expectations. And so, you know, um, unmet expectations sets us for sets us up for disappointment often, right? And so, you know, when you're talking about a pandemic and, you know, you're, you know, everybody's doing everything from the house, you know, my kids are on Zoom in the house, I'm running my business in the house, you know, and so with all the dynamics, you want to make sure that everything is communicated, right? You know, the expectations, you know, as we talked about the transitions of how we're flowing from waking up all the way to going to bed. Everything is, is is clearly laid out, right? That way you don't have um, resentment of the little things. Like you're like, why am I, 
you know, irritated about how she's serving me my food because I expected to be sitting at the table and eating and she's bringing it to me on the couch, right? It's the little things that, you know, we haven't talked about, we haven't communicated and therefore we're, we're upset and disappointed because we've never communicated our expectations. So number seven, don't overreact when our spouse makes a mistake, right? Don't overreact when our spouse makes a mistake because, you know, it's a unconscious way of putting them down. It's, you know, it's kind of um, not being, it's an it's a unconscious way of kind of being disrespectful, when we're overreacting, when our spouse makes mistakes, we make mistakes, right? But when you're like, oh my God, why did you do, right? Then we get to name calling and, you know, we're assassinating them with our, our words, their character. And right. It's like, we're saying things that, you know, gets right to their heart because we weren't intentional about what we said and how we said it. Why? Because we're overreacting from a mistake. So just, you know, again, take a beat, you know, if, if something happens or just find a way to pause before you speak, right? Because sometimes the heat of the moment, we react in our words. Once we put it out there, we can't take it back. You could try to apologize all day, but you said what you said, right? <laughs> and so don't overreact when your spouse makes a mistake. And so let me take this time because I told you that I would give you an exclusive bonus, you know, coupon code that you can use this month. So this month, um, actually April 29th, 2021. That's when the next group coaching program of 28 dates opens up. That's when our next session is, is April 29th. And so I want to give you a 25% off coupon code that you can use for 28 dates. And so for the month of April, this coupon code will expire on April 30th, 2021. 21. And so use the coupon code 28 dates. When you enter 28 dates, when enrolling into 28 dates, it's going to give you a 25% off coupon, right? 25% off discount off of the total amount of the program. So make sure you use that. And as, as I said, it will expire on April 30th, 2021. So number eight, when we're talking about the 10 ways to protect your marriage from the post pandemic blues, number eight, every time you or your spouse walks through the door, be available to greet each other, be available to greet each other. And so you know, if, you know, like I said, whoever walks in the door, right? One spouse may be home and it's the other spouse walking, greeting the other spouse who's already at home. And so make time to greet each other, right? Make yourself available. So if you know that your husband comes home every day, pretty much around the same time, right? Gets home, get off of work at six, arrives home right about 630, then make sure around that time you're not, 
you know, knee deep in laundry. You're not, you know, under the kid's bed fixing something, you know, make sure you're just around available to make eye contact with your spouse and greet them when they come through the door, right? Doesn't mean you have to, you know, run and jump and, hey, honey, woo. You know, doesn't mean you have to do that, but just be available, right? Because when your spouse comes to the door, they are looking for you, right? Or, you know, if it's vice versa, if your husband is the one that's at home and you're the one coming through the door, you're you're coming from a long day of work, right? Or whatever the meeting or task is, right? And you're coming home to safety, to rest to peace, right? And when you come home, you want to greet the person who brings you that rest and that calm and that peace and that safety that, you know, ah, I'm home, right? And so when you walk through the door, you're going to look for your spouse, look for your husband to greet them and say, hey, how are you? And, you know, you exchange a few words, how was your day and things like that, right? But if your husband is, you know, unavailable and he's, you know, in the backyard digging up the dirt and you're just like, well, hey, well, I'm home and he don't hear you because you got a, you know, an acre worth of yard. And so he's way at the end of the yard and and you're like, well, geez, I'm home, you know, so you want to be greeted when you arrive and he wants to be greeted when he arrives. Right. And so whoever is coming home, be available and, you know, to greet each other so that you're, you know, really intentional about making that connection. Doesn't mean you have to sit down for an hour fireside chat. Just take a brief moment, acknowledge each other that you're here and, you know, connect a few words. How was your day? That kind of thing. And then, you know, kind of prepare to transition for the evening. But every time you and your spouse walk through the door, be available to greet each other. Number nine, find times throughout the day to casually and emotionally connect with your spouse. And so whatever the situation is, whether you and your spouse are both working from home, if one is at home and the other one is not, maybe they're an essential worker or your children are home, whatever the situation is, make sure throughout the day you casually connect and emotionally connect with your spouse. And so that might look different if you are, if you both you and your spouse are at home, then connecting, you know, um, just a small connect emotionally, casually, and just, you know, how's your day? Do are you, are you getting things done or you need a break? You need something, you need coffee or vice versa. Just, just kind of connecting throughout the day, right? Or if one spouse is at home and the other is gone, or maybe you're both gone. So maybe text each other throughout the day and how's your day going? Are you guys busy at work today? Do they have you doing a lot of um, different assignments today? Are you on site? Are you off site? You know, just kind of connect through the day. It's so important, especially in the pandemic, that you're having those small touch points throughout the day because, you know, life is already busy. There's so much to do and you want to connect with each other, not like, uh oh, he's here. 
Um, what, what do you need? You need something like the only time your husband connects with you is, is because you need something, right? Or the only time you go and connect with him is because you need something, right? But let's just connect casually and emotionally make those small connects throughout the day, right? Don't need anything. Just check in and see how you're doing. If you're sending a text or, you know, I was thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Hope everything works out great at your, your, your big uh, meeting that you have later today. What have you just emotionally connect throughout the day so that by the time you are connecting and winding down for the day, you're, it's a continuation of the connection, not like, well, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, I haven't talked to you all day, right? And this goes into with number 10. Um, number 10 is make sure you and your spouse are winding the day down together. And so if, you know, your children's bedtime is at 8 or 9 p.m., and then after, you know, you're getting the kids to bed, you're, you're, the dishes are put up, and then at 10, 10.30, you and your husband are both winding down, like you're you're winding down your day together. You're not still, you know, got two hours worth of dishes to do in the kitchen, and, and he's in the room relaxing or already asleep for the night and things like that. So, you know, why find way, find a way you have to, you know, make your schedule so that you and your husband are winding the day down together. Right. And so just like we were talking about in number nine, making those emotional kind of connects throughout the day. And so by the time you are winding down for your day, you know, it's a continuation of what you've connected from earlier in the day. So it might say, so I, I know I texted you earlier before you went into the meeting. So how did that meeting um, turn out? Was it a great meeting? You know, and so it's a continuation of the day, right? And not, uh, you know, you got to connect and meet and warm up and, you know, talk about how each other's day was because you haven't connected all day, right? So I'm telling you, if you implement these 10 strategies throughout your day, you're going to eliminate the post-pandemic blues, right? Because you're going to stay intentional about being connected. You're going to stay intentional about communicating with each other. You're going to stay intentional about you know, how to de-escalate situations before they escalate, right? All these 10 intentionalities are really going to change the dynamic of your marriage because you're going to constantly stay intentional and respectful of your spouse so that you're not, you know, pulling your hair out day to day because now you're coming up against something else that he didn't know about or you didn't know about. And you got to recommunicate the expectation and it's ongoing and it's frustrating, right? Some of the things you do on a consistent basis, you know, I have a book that's called Maximize Time. And I'm talking about in that book, 44 Strategies to Effectively Manage Your Time from Motherhood to CEO. And there are some things that you do in your life. You want to be consistent in that, right? So it's one less thing you have to think about. I mean, it's amazing all the 
you know, stress that we have to think about of what we need to wear today. What, how do I get to the meeting? How do I, you know, so many things. There's a lot of things, you know, I call it, we can automate in our life, right? Just have the same thing for breakfast each morning. That way you don't have to work so hard trying to figure out what to make for breakfast, right? And so I'm saying all that to say, when you do that in your marriage, it's less stress. You don't have to worry about how to figure out and communicate and do when you just kind of lay some foundational guidelines in your marriage. I'm telling you, it takes so much weight off. And then you can spend the time to actually emotionally and intimately connect with each other. And so make sure you check out 28 dates intimacy coaching program. We have a few more slots available for the month of April. Um, I will have the link at leonacarter.club. That's where you can find the link to enroll into 28 dates intimacy group coaching program. And like I said, you have the coupon, you have the information for the coupon to get 25% off for the month of April. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to another phenomenal episode on the She Builds Intimacy with Her Husband podcast. Listen, if you're a wife who needs support in building intimacy in your marriage, make sure you go to leonacarter.club and take the next step. So today I hope you've been encouraged, inspired, and empowered to build intimacy with your husband through the power of dating again. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And until next time, keep building intimacy. Bye-bye for now.